Welcome to the Foy Jones Show. On this podcast, I'm going to be joined by some of the most inspirational and charismatic figures from the worlds of KBB and Builders Merchanting, alongside some very special guests. 2020 has not been the year anyone expected, but we're now entering our new normal, and whoever you are, whatever you're doing, it's going to be a new game. Okay, here we go again. This is episode 11 of series four. It's the Foyne Jones Show. It's a new game. And we welcome back one of our stars of the lockdown series. Kingsley Moyle, you uh, you helped us top the charts, mate. You had a very high charting podcast when we caught up for the first time in 25 years or 26 years. And we, and we promised that we wouldn't leave it that long. So we've stayed in touch and we've Got you back on the podcast. You've got a you've got a huge following in the merchanting industry. You've got a huge following on LinkedIn. So you're you're the perfect guest for us to have some fun with. And this episode is very you know you could call it genius, Kingsley, but I've just titled it "What Kingsley Did Next" because my God, you've got a story to share. How are you? How's the family? Yeah, I'm good, thank you, Peter. Yeah, what Kingsley did next. Uh, looking forward to, to sharing that with the, with, the, with the podcast audience and yourself. And uh, it's all happened in a short space of time, but we'll come to that. And the family are good, mate, thank you. Yeah, everyone's in good health. Uh, I mean, I mean, the, the reality is we, we, we went through and we're still going through some very uncertain times. You know, we're recording this on Friday the 16th. It won't go out for a week or so, but... The reality is the country is holding its breath. You know, we're uh, we're being put into tears. I put a post out about it yesterday, you know, tier one, tier two, tier three. Um, yeah, it's like the north-south divide. It's uh, you were past the Watford gap, you, but now Essex and London are being brought into it. It's uh, it, it is a challenge. Um, I don't know your thoughts, but but I believe we're going to have to do that circuit break. I, I can't see how we're not going to do that around half term. Well, what's your take on that, Kingsley? Yeah, so we're actually in, in uh, the south in Exeter, in one actually the COVID hotspots. So Exeter is a, is a COVID hotspot, uh, mainly due, I think, to the influx of university students into the city. Um, that seems to be the, the nucleus of it. Um, I think the circuit break has got to happen at some point. I cannot see another way of getting us moving back towards some sort of normality because it just seems to just keep on keeping on that COVID and it, we don't seem to be able to get rid of it. Well, keep on keeping on was the big message that, that you left from the from the podcast we did in the survival series. And yeah. those survival specials were about giving hope. It was about giving optimism. And you were very candid and very, very humble about, you know, your journey as a job seeker, yeah, pre the pandemic and during the pandemic. But let's get on to what Kingsley did next because you turned the whole thing on its head. And uh, I've got to ask, you know, what, what was the thought process behind setting up your own builders, builders merchants during lockdown? Yeah, you know, well, talk about what Kingsley did next. Yeah, I guess if you're, if you're going to do something, why not start it in the most challenging of times? <coughs> Excuse me. Um, in the most challenging of times. And then if we can survive this period, then I think we'll be well set going forward. Um, very basically, Peter, an opportunity came up. That, as it always does eventually and um, myself and an ex-colleague of mine Andy Rowe who's ex-Travis Perkins and, and Bradford's like myself um, decided that why not what did we have to lose by giving it a go um, 
difficult job market, as you know very well, um, in, in all aspects, right across the industry. And I could see my, maybe my job seeking elongate into 12 months, 12, maybe 18 months yeah. before the right opportunity hopefully became available. So this opportunity came up. Um, it was a low cost startup for us, which was, which was perfect. And in, in a nice part of Exeter, in, in, a, in quite a, a nice area called Topsham. So it would just seemed like the right opportunity, maybe not the right time, but we, me and Andy are both firm believers in it is what you make of it. And we've decided to, to plough on and um, we've had a very, very successful start, which has been great with, with lots of support. And maybe we can touch on that later, but lots of support from suppliers and, and old customers who are more than willing to, to come and, and help us on our journey, which has just been fantastic. That must make a real difference, though, to, to have that, because I can see it. There's, there, there's a real warmth, but also like a positive energy about, about what you're creating. And I think you, I think you articulate it better than most, you know, on, on social media. You, you, you have got a way of storytelling, which is something which, you know, out of lockdown for me, Joe's Digital's born. And, you know, it's, it's encouraging people to, to, to be more like you in a way in terms of, you know, being bold enough to, to share the highs, share the lows, but, but tell your story. So if you're getting suppliers that are coming on board, you're getting customers that are coming on board and you've got a, you've got a merchant which is standing there, it's opening, it's trading, you know, I keep updated because I see the photo of the lorries loaded, it's going out and you, you, you kind of get, for me, it's, it's great to see because I think the, the, the merchant landscape it, it was changing dramatically prior to, to COVID, it's going to change even more so now. Um, and you are looking at, at different channels in terms of the, the digital angle and the, you know, the customer journey is probably going to be, be, be more online as well than it has been before. But going right back to the basics, Kingsley, um, you know, just give us an idea of, of the company, the, what you do, how you do it. You just, just bring it to life for us. Yeah, okay. So we walked into a, a yard in Exeter in early June, which had a porter cabin and a half-completed warehouse, very quite a compact warehouse, if I'm being honest. And we had nothing else. We probably had a stapler, and uh, and that was it. So it was a case of right from the very start, we have to own this journey. So it was talking to software providers, it was talking to the finance industry. Um, even down to the most basic of things, such as buying computers, um, you know, all of that needs to be set up before you even start going and talking to suppliers, trying to open accounts. And as I said, some suppliers have just been absolutely fantastic and supported us from day one because of the, the world we live in at the minute. Some suppliers were rather nervous and I, and I sort of got that because of, you know, they couldn't get insurance on us and, and all those sort of things, which... You know that's the world we're living in at the minute. I think what we'll do, Kingsley, on that, I think we'll, you know, let's let's not dwell on the on the negatives. We're, yeah. We'll do a roll call towards the end of this section on the on the suppliers that you and 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 your, and your colleague want to sort of. I'm not saying publicly say thank you to, but you know, I actually think that we should celebrate that because it's it's made a difference to you. So we'll do a roll call on that, but. So we've got a stapler, we've got two moyers, we've got creative moyers, we've, we've nailed the finance, we know what software we're going in, we're putting stock on the ground, 
Um, yeah. It's beginning to shape up. You've probably got a wagon or two that can take it out, and people are there to kind of lit, unload it. Was it was it really like as my, my old phrase, thirty hours a day, eight days a week to get it to a point of trading? Yeah, it, it absolutely was. So even now, there are only three of us in the business. So there's myself and Andy and uh, a guy well, called Darren. That's, that's killed me like recruitment conversation off air, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> or has it? And we outsource our haulage, so we have a, we have a, a lorry and a, and a driver, obviously in the business as well. Um, but, you know, it was 24 just, just in case people don't know, and we will make sure that on our marketing of the episode, it's it's made very, very visible. What's the trading name? So it's Stock X Building Supplies. S-T-O-C-K-E-X-E. Stock X Building Supplies. How long did that take to... Uh, how many names were in the running? How long did that take? Yeah, there were quite a few. Um, StockX actually already existed as a name. And then we had some conversations around, should we change it to Topsham Building Supplies to reflect the area that we're actually trading in? But obviously the X is Exeter, so that obviously brings in a wider trading network and hopefully links more people into it. So uh, we, we sort of got to StockX and stuck with StockX really quite quickly. I always find, you know... I find when you're talking to people like from an entrepreneurial perspective and the startup journey that, you know, there, there are moments when like all of a sudden you go, well, that, that's our name. You know, that feels right. That'll look good on, on that'll look good on our wagons. I'm comfortable saying it. It'll, you know, it works on, it works there. And you, you arrive at that moment. There's, there's no right or wrong. You know, you can, you see the creatives doing it, all the names in a room and they knock one down like Domino and they get another one. And then you, yeah. then your branding comes and, uh, Sometimes I think it can be overcomplicated. So, so we've got StockX building supplies. And would you call yourself a general builders merchant? Is, is there an area of specialism? No, we are very much a general builders merchant. And that, that was our aim from the very start, was to try and be uh, all things to all people, to, be, to keep as many lines in stock as we possibly could. Um, and our motto absolutely is, if we haven't got it, then we will get it next day for you. Um, and that sort of landed really well with our customer customer base as well. You know, we, we if the customers are trading with us, they're dealing with Andy and I. So again, our, our sort of DNA was like we will offer that personal service. So you know, when you ring up, you are just dealing with the owners of the business, and you are going to get a service that reflects that level. But, but um, crystallise that for a moment. You've got an incoming call from a, a, a general builder, you know, in Exeter. Mm -hmm. and, and that moment of truth, and I, as a sales director, this is, I was so passionate about this, that, that ma the magic happens in that moment of truth, that, that, that first conversation. They're actually going to be talking to two individuals with a lifetime of experience, understanding, product knowledge, customer knowledge, that you know the problems. It's just, you, you know, that customer experience I mean that, that that must must be so powerful, you know. It's uh, yeah. where whether you saw yourself, Kingsley, you know, take taking an order for a hundred hundred sheets of MDF and to, you know ten lengths of four by two and ten bags of OPC. Well, I, I get it, but that relationship you're going to create will be very powerful, won't it? Yeah, and we're certainly having those conversations with customers around. Um, you know, it's very nice to hear that they're they're coming in, going, well, you two guys really know what you're doing. 
you know, our stock profile is right. We're not, we're not turning people away. We're not having to run around and get a lot of stuff because the stock is in. Um, and, you know, I spoke to a customer just yesterday who, who we've been dealing with. They're giving us some lovely orders. I've never met the gent. I spoke to him on the phone. Uh, and he said, I must come down and see you. And we were talking about our stock value. And I told him roughly what our stock value was. Uh, and he was just amazed. And he was like, wow, I thought you'd have um, a caravan and a bit of our fencing up and, you know, a few bags of cement on the ground. Um, so we tried to do it properly. Yeah. We tried to make sure that the stock profile is right, the pricing is right and competitive, and that we're offering a personal service. And all three of those things together seems to be landing really well, as well as, I think, and I don't think this is just builders, merchants, Peter, I think there's a real will around the country to deal with small, local, independent suppliers. Be that from fruit and veg or your local butcher or building I'll, I'll give I'll give you an example, right? I'm a, I'm a working class boy from a full of cows in the state, right? So I grew up on a market stall, but it was an old fashioned fruit and veg market stall. You know, those, those that market is very different now. It's still there, but I can get a mobile phone case and a different phone card and you know, but the fruit and veg boys are kind of, you know, it is, it is a dying breed as such. Um, yeah. But, you know, there was a, it was quite emotional now that, that twice a month I find myself in middle class Lewis down in East Sussex, which I call home. But I find myself going around the, the farmer's market and, you know, you've got the local farmers and the local crafts, they're all there doing it. And, you know, I'm, I'm talking to the, the guy with a game and then the butcher and then, the, you know, and, you, and you, there is something nice about that. There is something nice about shopping locally and being part of it. And, it and it really took me back because when i grew up in fulham north end road market was like the hub of the community it's where you went on a saturday you walked up and down it you spoke to your friends and family and that was kind of taken away um with the supermarket evolution and yeah. people had to fight to, to keep going so i do believe that lockdown has created that it has created a sense of you know, we've got to look after each other. We need to support, you know, we are a nation of shopkeepers, you know, Mr. Churchill said. So we, we do want to support one another. And going into the builder's merchant landscape, and I've been, you know, I've been championing this this point for a long, long time. When we, and we, talk, we spoke about it in our podcast, when we come through the ranks, you were surrounded by charismatic and influential, inspirational personalities you did a post about it, you know, more than the personality's gone and everyone come out from everywhere. You know, I'm still here, I'm here, you know. But but you you know, you go and I and I do the mystery shops, you go from branch to branch now, and I'm not it could be a green and yellow, red and white, it doesn't matter. Big, small, regional those personalities are not there. So mm. if an industry's full of forgettable people, but you've gone into a market and a demographic you know, your stock profile's right. And you're bringing your expertise and that kind of charisma into it. You, Kinsey Moore, you've got a dangerous chance of being rather successful with this. Well, we hope so. Yeah. Um, look, it's very, very early days for us. We are eight, nine weeks into trading. We've had a great start. We've been fully supported, um, and we are hoping for great things from it. It's but... a really powerful message to, 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 for, for listeners to hear, though, Kingsley, because. Um, you can always get, you get nostalgic, you look back at where you've been and then you arrive at a point and you arrived at a point where, you know, you were looking for a job and 
David Walcott, the MD of Fisher Paycow and the founder of Saddle Up, which I'm now, now part of, um, he spoke really well uh, a couple of episodes ago about, you know, losing your job, being made redundant. It isn't the end. You know, <clears throat> there's no law that says you can't get the same job or a better job. And we were talking about there are some success stories where individuals have used this to to follow their dreams, to chase their heart, to, to kind of do something very, very different. And, you know, to see that, you you've got the you've got the support the experience because there is a there's a hell of risk there's risk and reward here so you've got a financial commitment you've got you know you, you've taken something which was difficult and you've created something special and I think sharing this story and almost uh, tracking it in a way will be will be hopefully an example to others and I think the merchant industry and this is what I want to come on to. Um, the merchant industry, the landscape of it is changing. You know, the BMF have got their own challenges in terms of attracting a new generation and supporting their members. I think the the good independents, what I know, you know, the some of the some of the younger ones, some of the fresher ones have got <coughs> they were good already, but they've got better during lockdown because <coughs> they were able. And uh, this is not a reoccurring cough, it's something that's <laughs> No, we're doing this socially distant. No, we're, I mean, we couldn't be any further away, but I mean, he's suddenly you're down in, you're down in Exit, so we're far enough away. Um, but when you look at when when you look at the that 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 kind of opportunity as such, and and where it can come to, I honestly believe that that the merchant industry won't be the same again, and it is changing. And I really hope we see more personality more of the independent culture, the trading culture coming back in. Because we worked for a national, right? You know, we worked for the same national. I did nine and three quarter years there. You did a lot of them all. I went to another national as a sales director. You went from the national to the very successful independent world, regional independent. Um, and it has changed. You know, it has changed. And, and I think if you go back to what you enjoy, what, what I enjoyed when I first arrived in Merchancy, it was the trading. It was the doing the deals. It was the being creative. <laughs> Let's get that back. Let's get that back into the market. Absolutely. Yeah, and I'd, I'd agree wholeheartedly with you. And Andy and I sat the other day and talked through sort of the first eight or nine weeks and, you know, what have we done and what haven't we done and what should we have done? And the one thing we realised is we've laughed every day. <coughs> every day mm. at some point... And at some point, I've had tears rolling down my cheeks and had to go outside because I, I couldn't hold it together. And and the fun has come back into the role that I'm doing. And it's very, very easy when you're doing whatever job you're doing to get caught up in the, for want of a better term, the stress of that job. Um, and jobs used to be, I think the reason a lot of characters have gone out of the industry is jobs used to be fun. And you used to have fun during the day. And we've sort of gone back to that over the last eight or nine weeks. And, and customers have responded to that as well. <coughs> yeah. They are, they are coming in and having fun with us. Yeah. Banter. And I don't think we'll ever go back to the, you know, the, the unpolitical correctness of some, no. of, my, some of my younger days. And the, and the grabbing you by the throat to say, get yourselves up. That's probably something <laughs> from the distant past. But uh, there's, something, uh, there's something quite good about, about anything. But celebrating success, having fun, 
enjoying what you do that if you get that right it, it doesn't become you know, you're actually inspiring yourself and you're, you're waking up wanting to do it and and i and I, i've been through different points on on my you know my journey as a business owner where i've lost my way you know and i've needed to take a step or back and do do other things or or try and see what's important and i think that the the real basics of getting up in the morning and, and really believing in what you're doing uh, it makes such a difference one of my weaknesses and i've shared this is is switching off i'm not very good at that in fact i'm rubbish at it and bearing in mind i i own a business where people want to talk to you kind of outside of the traditional hours I found that it, it got too much, and and I did something that which I've shared, and I'm, I'm I'm about to talk about next week. But but I I did something very different, very very unusual, where I just turned every social media channel off for four weeks for a month. You know, December. I mean, they were sending out drones and search parties for me. People, I mean, it's quite it's quite, quite nice. People were genuinely quite worried because I was re- I was really quiet. I worked every single day, but I just turned. LinkedIn off and I, and I and I looked at it and I kind of come back now with a with a with like a I wouldn't say a renewed energy the energy was still there but it's it's the application of it and it's it's actually realizing that you know there are there's a lot of good there's a lot of kindness and there's a lot of people there that perhaps are doing it for different reasons and and I and I and I feel so passionate now about what we're doing with Floyd Jones recruitment Floyd Jones recruitment group but equally what Jones Digital's become and that similar to you Kingsley not not as big an investment to be fair and probably not 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 as big a risk but that was born out of the dark deep days of lockdown and realizing that there is a need for better content there's a need for better storytelling and the use of video and and branding and whether that's a personal brand or a company brand and that's already rocking and rolling in the KBB well for us and we we'd be doing it under the radar and we're just coming up but it was it was simple things like you know you, you we spoke about it at the time but the show virtual showroom tours we're doing if no one can come to your showroom would you like them to be able to walk around it on your website yes or no and majority of showrooms say yes there's there's some that want to not let them walk around or they've got a different opinion on it that's okay as well but then it was okay so you've got it there what do you Let's talk about it. Let's 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 do it. So you start building a bit of consultancy on, and you start building some some content and creativity, and then you're then you're redoing someone's company LinkedIn brand, and you're actually giving them a plan. And yeah. and it's it's really good. That, you know, I spoke to some fantastic businesses, and they're like, "Well, we're we're not really, you know, we're kind of there's nothing we do special." And you you get to know them, and you're like, "There's loads you could tell, yeah, but you're doing it under the radar." So let's. Let's just talk about it. What would people be interested? I don't know. But what's the worst thing that could happen? But these things, these, you know, me and Andy started, and, and you're quite right, it just grows legs of its own, doesn't it? Mm. Because things just get added on and added on and added on. And we started with a very basic stock profile. And over eight or nine weeks, we have absolutely had to evolve that into, into what our customer base requires. Um, and, and the whole thing just grows legs and you get busier and busier and busier but you have to start somewhere i think that would be that would be my message and we were lucky enough to be given the opportunity to start and i think if you're given that opportunity my message would be don't be scared yeah i quite i quoted a bit of churchill in the david walcott podcast and it was you know success isn't final failure isn't fatal it's the courage to continue that counts and it is that 
that courage to to try something different on your journey to to be to, to just try it do it so I, you know for me I, I needed to get the courage to turn my phone off and, and not go on social media for a while and realize it would still be okay and that that made such a difference to me um i think what what, what you're an example of is taking a lifetime of experience and understanding and believing in yourself you know yeah. keep on keeping on believing but then going right let's go let's do this let's make it happen and and i think that's the that's the most powerful message of what kingsley did next but let's do let's let's talk about the individuals in the companies that have helped make that happen we we said it's a bit of a roll call but is there anyone that you and andy want to want to sing it out really for some praise and some some thank yous yeah i think look we've had great support from a, a multitude of people and it would be impossible for me to name everybody uh, so if anybody's listening and i don't mention you you've helped us i guess i'll apologize for that up front um but certainly on the supplier front um there's a there's a block manufacturer down in cornwall dennis may who have been absolutely fantastic to us another block manufacturer an aggregate supplier main khan have been equally good to us um Sydenham's, the builders merchants uh, timber supplier have been fantastic to us and other independent builders merchants that I won't name, um, but have been absolutely fantastic in ringing us up and saying, if you need our help, we are here and we are here to help you. Um, even people that trade in the same town as we do have been willing to help us on this journey. That's really and powerful, isn't it? Did you, you never dreamt that was going to happen, would you? No, no, we couldn't. Yeah. We absolutely couldn't. And, you know, it's a very small thing. But for, for Andy and I, it was a big thing. You know, we paid those people early because we wanted to say just a little thank you to them mm. for the journey that they've helped us take so far. And, you know, our spend with them would have been minimal compared to the other people they deal with. But for us to pay them early was quite a big statement and just a, a big thank you from us to say, you know, we really appreciate what you've done. Um, so, yeah, look, there are a number of people across the business uh, and the industry who have helped us on this journey and I think a lifetime of contacts both with Andy and I has, has helped us navigate through some pretty difficult periods with COVID and product availability and you know we're, we're very lucky we've got a very good timber supplier you know timber's in short supply we've got a great supplier we've got stock in the branch you know we've got multi-finish in the branch which is you know customers are coming in and going oh my god you've got you've got these products and they're, they're not able to get them at the minute in, in other places and they're normal suppliers. So, but that's not really down to us. That's down to the help and the support that we've had on that journey. So it's just, it's a huge thank you to everyone that's helped us, if I'm being honest. Kingsley, I mean, that, that was eloquently put. And I don't think you need to say any more there. It's uh, you're giving something back, you're paying people early, you're, you know, you're offering a, a, a different supplier of chain, a different supplier of routes in a local market, and you're doing it with a smile in your face and you're laughing every day. Long may it continue, sir. Congratulations. Thank you. A massive thanks to our friends at Cooker UK, our headline sponsor of the series. Foyne Jones, in partnership with Cooker UK, are offering specialist redundancy support to those that have been affected by the recent crisis. We will be offering free of charge CV and social media makeovers, webinars focusing on content for social media and personal branding, a weekly video showcase of talented job seekers, 
some employer-led workshops to discuss live vacancies in your area, as well as, of course, our ongoing telephone, email and social media support. To sign up to our redundancy support package, get in touch at letstalk at foynjones.com. Stay safe, keep healthy and be positive. So, Mr. Moyle, when we last spoke, um, I don't think the season had restarted, or it might have just start restarted again. Um, Fulham were a championship team. Uh, yeah, we were a championship team. And I was, you know, I didn't really like lockdown football, but then I was a complete hypocrite because we got to the playoff final and uh, we beat Ollie Watkins' team, Brentford. Uh, which, uh, which I was distraught that you wanted Brentford to win because of Ollie, and you didn't want Fulham to win because of me. But uh, <laughs> I think the... Media trendy Sky Sports Talk Sport loved Brentford. Forgot that Scott Parker knows how to win football matches, and uh, we deserve that win at Wembley. We're now a Premier League team, it hasn't started very well because of our inability to defend. Played four, lost four, although we only conceded one against Wolverhampton. Uh, what was heartbreaking and funny at the same time is Sky commentary were making a big deal that we got we normally concede by eight minutes, but we got. We got past three minutes and then we got past five and we got to 10 and we're like, whoa, you know, we haven't conceded. So it's been tough for us. Um, Tottenham, yeah, do you think, looking back at how last season ended, do you think it was a, it was, it was a credible end to the season for Tottenham Hotspur? Yeah, I think that we did the best we could for the position we were in, if I'm being honest, as a fan. The thing I'd love at the start of this season and the end of last season, I don't know if you've watched it, the Amazon All or Nothing documentary about Tottenham is was the period where Mourinho came in and it's a lesson for for business as well as football is you could see through the documentary he absolutely nailed the weaknesses in that business or that team very early on and set about challenging those people around where they are letting themselves and the, and the football club down and he has now addressed that through the transfer window and we are now I think a much stronger unit, but that's through his management. Mm. That is through him saying that person's not doing that, that person's not good enough, that person can cannot deliver this or needs to deliver more, and challenging people and getting the best out of people. Um, so I am look, I mean I've always been a huge Gareth Bale fan. So to have Gareth Bale back at our football club is amazing, and I cannot wait for Sunday to see if he pulls on that jersey again against West Ham. Um, but yeah, so credible end to last year. Disappointing start for this year with a one 0 loss at home to Everton, but very, very positive. Since but what then. about what about everyone's dream team favourite? Nice one, Sonny. I mean, you know, I mean, uh, I think I think one of my sons got about a million points that week. They had him as captain, and he just kept scoring goals. Yeah, he's some player. And to have if we have him, Kane, and Bale as a front three, I think we're as good as anybody in that area. I, I, I remember years and years ago, and um, I tell you what, I mean, this is this is from the heart. Chris Larkin was sitting next to me at the game uh, uh, at Craven uh, Cottage, and yeah. it was obviously it was all it was Fulham Tottenham, and um, Gareth was a left back then, and it was around that time they were going to send him on loan to Forest, right? And I and I believe Fulham played a big part in Gareth saying at Tottenham because he picked the ball up at left back, and he ran the whole length of the pitch and put it, and it was in front of us. So you know, Chris was in the Fulham end, but. And he strokes it into the corner. Um, I think Tottenham went Tottenham went three one up, and we we end up drawing the game three all. And 
the rest of the day was a drunken blur, really. But um, that was what mine and Chris's football experiences were pretty much like. But um, yeah. but 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 then he was, you know, his ears weren't pinned back, and he was, uh, you know, he wasn't the athlete he is now. Um, fast forward to that moment in the Spurs shirt when Harry went, "Go on, my son," and he he went round Mycon, and uh, it, it, it it defies belief. And I know Modric come out and said about it that someone who scored, you know. 300 games, 150 plus goals for Madrid, bicycle kick winners in the Champions League final. Yeah. It becomes a bit of a, you know, Wales gold football type type joke figure. It's not right, really, is it? No, and I think probably I would liken it to Spurs have opened up the garage and found a classic vintage car, probably under under the covers. Yeah. That you don't know how the engine's going to run, but you turn it on and it starts to purr beautifully. And, uh, and I think Gary... Uh, Gareth will be that for us. And, and what came through as well when he was going to come back to the Premier League, and you know, because I, I don't think China was ever a real thing for him, but but it was Spurs he wanted to go back to. You know, it, it was it was Tottenham he wanted to go back to, and and you never, I mean, I mean, Tottenham are probably an example with Jurgen Klinsmann where someone can come twice and, and be very good. And, yeah. and I think I think Robbie Keane's been and gone and been and gone as well over the years, but but. You always have doubts about it. This one will be very interesting to play out, but you're quite right. Son, Kane and, and Bow sort of, uh, you know, as, as a figurehead. Yeah, it's going to be exciting time for Tottenham Hotspur. But we've got to talk about it. You know, he's, he's one of our own. He's, he's, a, he's, he's just, he was amazing at Fulham. Um, Ryan Session, he's gone to Hoffenheim. Yeah, he's on loan, isn't he? Yeah. 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 I, I was secretly pleased that he didn't come on loan to Fulham because I, I just don't think he would have fitted with where we are right now again. Um, and I was really pleased he didn't go to Leeds or Celtic. I think the the, the life experience he'll potentially get could be amazing. We just got young Lookman playing for us, and he looks the best player in our team by miles when he gets the ball at the moment. So he just he never got into the team at Tottenham, did he? He's never got a run of games. No, and I think. So there's an, there's an element of, um, and I don't know Ryan Sessegnon, and, and I don't know if you do, but he seems a very, very nice young man, yeah. is what I say. Um, and I think there's an element of playing for Mourinho that he doesn't want 100% nice young men playing for him. He want, I won't use the word, but he wants someone, yeah. with a bit, someone with a bit of bite around them and someone who's prepared to put their foot in, shall we say, in football terms and commit the fouls high up the pitch that stop the momentum of the other team. And I don't think Ryan has necessarily got that in his game at the minute. And I, I think that's just something he needs to add. I think he's a great footballer with huge potential. Um, and he could look, I think, at Gareth Bale and see what could be achieved. I, I, th I think Ryan would have... And I think Pochettino was a big reason he went to Tottenham. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and, and, you know, but, but interestingly, and I think we spoke about this before... Jose son Caesar is at Fulham's academy. You know he's 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 been there quite a while. So so Jose would know the Sessignon family. You know the older brother Chris, Stephen, his twin brother. He would know them pretty well because they're embedded in that. So so he would know him as a player, and that might be exactly that. He's like you're not quite where we what we are at the moment. You know he's not Pat Bander now, is he? He's not going to take take. take <laughs> Take the ball and play on the ref and the and the and the uh, side side holding out is he? He's not one of them, but he, yeah. is, he is a player and and I think from every Fulham fan's perspective that journey under Savisa when he played at fifteen years old, sixteen years old, seventeen years old, you know, he weren't even eighteen. He played about hundred games for us. It was it was breathtaking and we 
weirdly, it was one of those when, when the player goes on, like when Saha went, man, you, you go, go on, son. Like, you know, it's the, it's the right progression for you. Yeah. Let's hope he comes back and be part of it. So, last oh, question on the football, on, on, last question on the football thing. What's a good season look like for, for, for Tottenham this year? Well, any silverware, I think, would be a good season. Anything after uh, 12 years without any. Um, qualifying for the Champions League. Um, and I'm going to try and not get too more carried away than that. I've got my own aspirations of what I think we may do. Um, but I've been decked down too many times by Tottenham to even, even think about voicing that. <laughs> I've got very modest expectations for Fulham. I'm going for fourth bottom. And maybe yeah. just beating Chelsea once, you know. But yeah. I'd, I'd take fourth bottom and not beating Chelsea. Um, I do think, Scott, we've lost his cheek. And the, the, depending on how the centre-halves integrate, he's, he's identified what we need. Yeah. You might have listened to my podcast with Fulham and England's Paul Parker. I leave the yeah. other man you bit off. But with Fulham and England's Paul Parker. And we were talking and he was like, you know, your Michael Hector would struggle in the Premier League. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He's our best player at the back by absolute miles. Obviously, I've got no right to challenge Paul Parker. He probably knows a little bit more about playing defence in the top level than me. And he said, Peter, he went, he struggles for pace, he gets turned, he's not that good in the air, he commits too early in the tackle, and like only two out of five of his long passes go where they should go. He said he's easy on the eye. So I'm like, wow. I was talking to my boy. I go, he's ruined him. He's, he's unbelievable for us. And then seeing him against the, the big boys, he has got turned. He has been pulled out of position. He isn't that yeah. good. He's been beaten in the air and he's parked his wayward. I'm like, oh, my God. Just shows you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, so we've had to address centre-halves. Let's see where we go. Loftus-Cheek's a good signing. I don't know. Fourth bottom. But uh, when Paddy Power yeah. paid out, I didn't like that. No, but the good news is that Ollie Watkins has made a positive start to life in the Premier League. A fair play, mate. I mean, we were in for him. Do you remember I was texting you game? Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Well, I texted you before the game. I said, we'll win the final, ruin their season, and then we'll buy Watkins. Obviously, Dennis Smith is going to take him. You know, there's, there's the relationship there. Um, and, yeah, I mean, he, but he's another one. Do you think he's a bit too nice? Yeah, probably. Um I think they've overpaid for him as well, by the way. I think the, the fee is probably more than he's actually worth. Um, although he may be putting a lie to that with the, with the goals he scores. And I really, really hope he does. But yeah, he's a, he, again, he's a... West, West Ham are in for the other one, aren't they? The other Ben Rama. Yeah. Ben Rama, yeah. Yeah, I mean, again, you know, I talk about him. He was the, the, the... I mean, he didn't turn up at Wembley or perhaps we stopped him playing. But I don't know. I mean, I mean, it's, it's interesting. And, and the last thing I say on football is... It's just not the same. You know, you, you make that journey, you make that journey up the M5, along the M4, round the North Circular, fair play there. You make that as a season ticket older from Spurs, that's commitment. Um, I lived, grew up 30 seconds walk from Craven Cottage. I, you know, it's an easy thing for me to get to. Um, it's just still, as much as I try, it, I just can't feel it at a distance. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. It's just, it is just not the same. Um, so, so, Kingsley, I know I say this all the time. If uh, if we're allowed back and, you know, when that fixture comes around, there's a ticket for you and your boy at Craven Cottage and uh, most visiting teams come and win and they have a good day out. So it's, uh, uh, it's a nice, uh, nice place to go. It would be lovely. I've never been to Craven Cottage. It's a ground I'd love to see. It's a spiritual home of football. Come on. Yeah, that's what I've never been, so I'd love to go. Well, we'll make that happen, mate. 
Let's take a minute to thank those that make it possible for us to host this fantastic podcast and to continue offering groundbreaking support for anyone facing difficulties in the current job market. MHK Holding UK Limited. Thanks to the sponsorship we've received from MHK, we can continue to offer support to those that need it completely free of charge. This support includes CV and social media makeovers, personal branding and social media content webinars, employer-led workshops to discuss live vacancies in your area, and our ongoing support with consultants via telephone, email, and social media too. To find out more, get in touch at letstalkatfoynjones.com and one of our team will get back to you. Enjoy the rest of the show, stay safe, keep healthy, and be positive. I just want to finish the podcast talking about how you see the future of merchants in, in the general trading perspective, you know, how that will look on it from an online perspective, a digital perspective, and then what we, you know, can do, i.e. me, you and others can do to keep the keep the academy products, keep the next generation of people coming in with with some fire in their belly and some spark. So how do you see the merchants in, how do you see merchants in 2021 and beyond? Yeah, I think that um, we're still in for a difficult ride in, in terms of the marketplace. Um, I think probably we, we may still be riding the construction bubble till maybe March next year. Um, so I think people will still be busy till March next year, maybe. And then we may see a bit of a drop off and, and a bit more of a difficult time. I really hope that's not the case. And I hope that we continue to be busy and, and everybody continues to be successful and, and make some money out of it. Um, I think digital is a huge part of it. We've, we've only got a holding web page up at the moment, uh, sort of eight weeks in, but we're already talking to someone about developing a, a transactional website for us because we absolutely know if we want to reach, you know, a bigger audience than we are even physically capable of doing at the minute, that that digital online presence is, is necessary for us as a business. And that's, you know, we are the, the smallest little independent in the Exeter market. So if we are thinking like that, then you can rest assured that a lot of our competition are either already there, which they are, um, or thinking about moving into that sphere. So there's definitely a need for us to, to, to get on that bus and, and, and start that journey as quickly as possible. Um, but it's, you know, I still come back to people still want to deal with people. And we, the start of the podcast, we spoke about our relationship with our customers that we're now forming and they still want to pick up that phone and talk to that person. Um, so I still see it as being a multi-channel business. I don't see it as being all going digital or 90% digital. Well, one, of, one of my last conferences when I was sales director for Juice and Sanger Band Conference, it was at the, uh, it was at the Excel in, um, in Docklands. And I did a big piece on the London region. And, and the, the real message was it's nothing happens if we don't have good people. It's all about personality, people, passion. And, that, and I was really trying to trying to bring that into a business at the time was that was Arif, Hall & Co, Graham. It was an amalgamation of different brands. So it was trying to get that identity, like a cultural identity into it. So that was back in 2000 and. Three. That was it. No, late to go to 2003. I think it think that was. So it's a long, long time ago. That was still there, and and it is all about people. You know, it's it's that that for me is where the magic happens in the industry. So where do we get our next generation of stars? You know, stars of the future. How do we get them in? Yeah, um, we spoke a bit earlier about work being fun, and work can still be fun. And I think 
the younger generation, and with greatest respect, you and I probably don't understand them that well because they have they have different life goals. I've got a twenty-two year old and eighteen-year-old, and they'll tell me I don't have a clue. I think I'm down with the kids, and I think that's what embarrasses them the most. Yeah, absolutely. Whereas but, Mrs. Jones is like uber trendy and gets it completely, apparently. Yeah, exactly. I'm afraid that is the way it is. Um, but I think so. There's, a, I think we really have to try and sell the fun, positive side of merchanting and what that can bring you as a career, and the contacts you can make, and the great times you can have with with colleagues, customers, and suppliers if you buy into this industry and it's a difficult message to sell because everybody's out there trying to sell that message but it is about using the instagrams of this world linkedin facebook although probably the, the young and trendies would say oh facebook that's for my mum and dad um so it's about using the latest social media channels to target those people and get them to understand what merchanting about that you don't have oh, I mean, uh, Kingsley, don't stop because this is like an advert for Jones Digital at the moment. So Thank just, you, just keep going. I mean, this wasn't plugged. We didn't even plan this. But but that <laughs> that that next generation of bloggers, podcasters, creatives, that can yeah. come within the merchant sector because there is so much to talk about. If they take you back to your your first day at, at Plymouth or Torquay, what, what was it Torquay or Plymouth? What one was it? Torquay. Okay. Yeah, so, so you go back to there, you know, and you look at and you look to where you are, you know, that that is an amazing story that can be told. And and there's so many little pockets of that 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 I think we could be celebrating and you can bring them people in and, and actually using the the, the, the the channels that are out there. Wow, we could make it it really could step up. And I I and I and I do I do say this, and it's the same with lots of federations and groups. It could be a time to like take your suit jacket off, undo your tie, undo your button, and actually bring in people that will connect in these different markets. Your your friend and my friend Ian Church, he said something very powerful that the merchanting sector can give people with drive, belief, you know, the right moral compass and work ethics who perhaps weren't a star for whatever reason, you know, 100%. it could give them an amazing career. And we've got to keep talking about that, haven't we? Yeah, absolutely. I 100% agree with that. And if you walked around every builder's merchant in the country and said, did you want to leave school and work in a builder's merchant? Nobody would say, yes, I did. Because it's not an industry that's talked about. It's not an industry that's, that's pushed forward. But good people with those qualities that Ian quite rightly highlighted get on in this industry because that's what this industry is about. Mm -hmm. And if we can go and find the young people who for want of a better term, I may be a bit lost in their career and don't know what they want to do. They're the people that will do well in our industry. Yeah. So it's about how you target but, them. But Kingsley, with the right support, the right mentoring, the right yes. guidance, if you have that talent and you just leave it there and you yeah. don't work with it, train it, coach it, you know, it will get bored. It will not like it. Bad management, bad leadership, bad coaching does such a it has such a neg it, it destroys it destroys that creativity and and that you know we need more businesses that laugh and cry every day we need more businesses with passion. Again, you know the episode um, that you won't have heard yet because it's it comes out next week, but the listeners would have heard it with Carmen Daly and John Henry talking about the apprenticeship pathways. You know. From, 
from a Kickstarter, government funded, to a GCSE level, A level, or degree level apprenticeship, HND level apprenticeship. You know, there, there are there is support there where merchants of any size can actually bring these package, bring these pathways into their businesses, and that I think is something which which we really all have to have to celebrate and do more of. And that's something that I'm talking about. So yeah, it's, it's good to hear that from you, Kingsley. And, you yeah, know, we, we've applied for a Kickstart employee um, apprentice because, you know, we've had to go through Devon Chamber of Commerce to form a bigger group to, to apply. Um, but those pathways are there. I'll get two. I'd love I'll get two. I'll get two at Floyd Jones Towers. Brilliant. I'd love us to find a real keen youngster that we can then mould into something at StockX that you know becomes our, our first branch manager, if you like, or something, you know, something along those lines. No, we, we've we've got to, um, and if you when you listen to the episode that comes out next week, you'll you'll get how passionate I am about this, and and I'm not saying what some of the larger groups are doing is wrong because the you know that the Travis apprenticeship packet is amazing. There are some big companies with the resources doing it amazing, but. Imagine what that youngster will learn around you, around you and Andy every day. But imagine what they're going to learn. They're, they're going to learn everything more that isn't in a book and isn't in a module. And it's those life skills and trading skills and being able to react, make a decision, laugh at yourself. That's what makes them better people. So that's a message where I think that's a message where we're in the podcast on is that, you know, there is a great career for everyone in merchanting. We have learned, listeners, what Kingsley Moyle did next. We at Foyne Jones and the Foyne Jones Show wish everyone at StockX Building Supplies all the luck and all the success in the world going into the festive season in 2021. Jones Digital will be in touch to talk about how we can how we could showcase your story in a in a in a different way to what you're doing already, but you do it very well yourself. We will look forward to seeing you cheer Gareth Bell in a Fulham shirt. Uh, it is all about the people. Kingsley, thank you so much for coming on today. Did you enjoy that, mate? Peter, really enjoyed it again, mate. It's always good to talk to you. And, uh, yeah, great fun as well, mate. Thank you. Listeners, that's the end of episode 11, what Kingsley Royal did next. This is the Foyne Jones Show. Stay safe, keep healthy, be positive, because it is a new game. Take care. So there you go. That's the end of the podcast. We are Foy Jones. This is the fourth series of the Foy Jones Show. Stay safe, keep healthy, be positive because it's a new game.